Welcome to the Life Imperative Podcast. I'm Scott Lalone, and this is a conversation with Megan Tebow, Communications Director at Merchants of Green Coffee in Toronto. In this episode, Megan and I discuss green coffee bean sourcing, forestry preservation through solar drying, empowering women in Central America, and other ways you can lower your carbon footprint while enjoying Toronto's best cup of coffee. Okay, so I'm here with Megan Tebow, and we're at Merchants of Green Coffee. How are you, Megan? I'm very well, thank you. How are Good. you? Good. So I'll have introduced you before this. Um, we'll know a bit about you, but um, just to get us started, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about your background and what got you to the point where you are at Merchants of Green Coffee? Okay, yeah. I mean, hmm, it's a hard place to start. Um, I think I'll start with my, um, my first experience working in coffee, which would be at uh, a small roaster cafe in Kensington Market in Toronto, um, and it's called Ideal Coffee, and I was uh, introduced to Ideal Coffee when I first moved to Toronto, and so it was kind of the first place that I hung out and met people and kind of got an introduction to the Kensington community, thankfully. I'm glad that I landed there because it's a good place to start. Uh, and I worked as a barista there eventually um, after getting to know the, the crowd around there in the community. And I spent about, I don't know, I guess it was about three years um, manning the cafe there. I wasn't the manager, but I definitely like worked every day kind of full time and then hung out there after work. So it was very much, you know, I was it was very near and dear to my heart. Uh, and it was owned by the same um, owners that... Um, own merchants now and so uh, it was bought I think a couple years before and uh, and then eventually after working at Ideal for about three years or so however long it was I was uh, brought over to merchants to start doing uh, doing some work here and, and I was doing mostly the graphic design and the marketing but of the barista was something that you know doing barista shifts is something you just have to do when you work in coffee and so that's where I started and then moved up with merchants to doing graphic design and then doing more of the company um, company work and, and, and kind of building the company and the, the structure and yeah. right so that, so that's really what I want to talk about is it's it's what um, people that come to the cafe don't know about merchants of green coffee it's it's how you guys source your coffee it's what's done in the background um, so I really want this conversation to be about the, the principles that you guys follow and how somebody who wants to make a difference can do that through through visiting the cafe through supporting the programs that you have um, for for people that roast at home that type of thing so do you want to tell me a bit about you know we call it the green bean desk right um Mm -hmm. so talk a bit about that yeah that's a a good place to to start on the the company because the green beans are where the company starts (laughs) so um and and basically this is where the whole um the whole business plan of merchants has kind of um the core begin begins um we source green beans merchants has been sourcing green beans sustainable green beans specifically for about 16 years now i think they started in 1994 so i mean i can tell you what i know about merchants but there's a whole history before me as well that right. uh, that and, needs to be revealed but and I can make some notes too uh, where this is posted so that people can visit the the about us but really you know you're here day to day 
you, you, you know, you're on the ground. So, I mean, you can really tell us what's happening um, today mm-hmm. and in the future is really, so So, what are, where cool. are we going in the future with? Yeah, so so in the future, I mean, we want to take the green bean component of, uh, and people, the home roasting component uh, to a whole level where it becomes, you know, the more mainstream, I guess. Um, if, if any, like people often come in here asking how can they improve their coffee experience? How can they improve their at-home experience? And, you know, just what is the basics to know about getting a great cup of coffee? And it really starts with uh, knowing your the source of your green beans and knowing that, A, they're really good quality and, B, that they're ethical because the ethical nature contributes to the quality as well. So once you have the good quality green beans, it's it's the fresh roasting. So if, if people want to improve their coffee, I guess, routine or experience or just their daily cup, I always tell people it has to be, you have to roast your own. It starts with green beans and fresh roasting. And if that becomes kind of the, the standard, then it will really change the coffee industry and the coffee market uh, for the better, you know, for the farmers and for the consumer, because we'll be getting better, fresher cups. Uh, and we'll be kind of focusing more on where the green beans are coming from and how they're sourced and produced uh, rather than, you know, the other, you know, marketing and kind of more fancy equipment and, and different, you know, other other parts of the coffee industry that we, we feel are not as crucial to, to a great cup. So one thing that I thought about when I first came to Merchants and I heard about roasting at home and, and the green bean process is I thought that was going to be sort of expensive. I thought, you know, I don't, I don't have any extra money or extra sort of time to put into this type of thing, even though I, I do want to sort of help the environment, help the, mm-hmm. the farmers. Um, can you tell us a bit about, you know, some of those challenges about the cost of, of buying green beans and having Certainly. to roast them yourself? Certainly, yeah. I mean, from a customer perspective or consumer perspective, um, it's, it's it seems like a bit of an investment because you uh, you have to change. Not only do you have to buy maybe a roaster, but you have to change your, your daily habit of, of how you do your coffee routine. Um, but in the long run, it's actually it's a lot more cost effective for the consumer. It's kind of like investing in solar technology. Maybe it seems like a little bit crazy and different in the beginning and it has a cost associated but uh, at the end of the day you know in a couple years it it will generate and it will pay for itself and it will be the better solution in the long run so just like that roasting uh, the green beans are actually a lot less money because what you realize is that uh, the roasting the roasting fee that is involved in coffee is actually very very expensive I mean roasters make way more than uh, than a farmer would ever make or or, you know than most people in the supply chain make they make the the largest chunk I I would say so um, when you cut out that that um, cost and you do it yourself the green beans actually the price of them goes down substantially and the roaster and oh well the beauty of it too is that you can stock up on green beans so your your daily habit is actually you have maybe your year supply of coffee sitting at home it's all non in stored in non-perishable green form and you just roast small amounts as needed so that you always have a fresh supply and so when you're doing that and you don't have to go out for coffee you know buy a bag of coffee every week and you don't have to you know kind of uh, wake up and see that you don't have any and go to a local cafe to find you know your daily cup it actually it's actually easier and you only roast once or twice a week and so you know at the end of the day it's a small step that's cheaper uh, that you know improves the cup exponentially and so you don't really need much more than that right oh that no that sounds that sounds great I mean I see it sort of the same way and I've I've done this myself I'm a test case so mm-hmm. I've, I've 
you know, when I first met you, I did think it was going to be more expensive. It, it was going to take time away from other things. But, um, but I found that the process ends up being actually easier. And once you get it into your routine, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really go back. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I was introduced to early was the Cafe Solar program that you guys have in Honduras or you're a part of. Um, and again, this is just something that a lot of people, I think, that visit the cafe, they come here maybe for a different reason because it is a great, great cafe. Uh, the culture here is beautiful. It's a beautiful space. Um, but I really want them to find out what's going on behind the scenes with stuff like your Cafe Solar. So tell mm -hmm. us a bit about that. Oh my gosh, I always like talking about Cafe Solar. <laughs> yeah. So um, it is our flagship coffee and a lot of, some people, you know, sometimes get confused. They're like, are you Merchants of Green Coffee or are you Cafe Solar? Like, what is the difference? And essentially Cafe Solar is um, is our product. Um, we've been, merch the merchants have been working on the, the sustainable coffee program and product for about the same same time amount of time they've we've even been in business. So about 16 years. And uh, Cafe Solar Solar is the first coffee to be processed in the producing country 100% uh, off the grid with solar energy. Uh, and what that really means is it's just instead of um, being produced with wood in wood-burning dryers, it's uh, using renewable off-grid energy. And so it's totally clean. And, and it's done on, and, and I mean, many coffees are dried, you know, in a clean way in producing countries on a small scale, uh, in the sun, on patios and stuff. And that's a very traditional way. But when, it, when we're talking about drying coffee for a commercial market, uh, you want it to be a economical for the farmer and you also want to uh, to make sure that it's very well done and so that the, the farmers themselves can be somewhat autonomous in their production and can compete on a on a global market and can, can kind of trade in the global market and so cafe solar is that uh, but in with clean energy and so it is really 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 innovative um, the entire facility down in Hon it's in Honduras I should mention that um, we the program has moved so the solar dryer started I believe in Costa Rica there was one in Guatemala and for political reasons or whatever it's had to move but it's found its home in Honduras and uh, it's the the co-op itself is managed by women which is very cool as well and those women are the ones that have um, it's 500 women they've the, they're the ones that have chosen to embrace the the solar technology wow. and so that's really great they've embraced the solar why because they care about their natural environment and they care about not cutting down trees and you know in their home and they they need those trees for the drinking water so there's a there's a great care there that the women have and they've also introduced with the with the cafe solar program we've introduced them to um a uh, new form of agriculture that has uh, it's very restorative and it's protecting big corridors of uh, uh, natural forests so that the migratory bird species are protected and it kind of looks after all that working with the hunter and forestry services and the u.s forestry services when we do the research uh, at the university of massachusetts in the state so there's a lot going on with regards to its sustainability and uh, it's pretty much just the, the the core of it is to create a sustainable model for production that would enable um, farmers to to join together, create their own business through the farmer co-op, fair trade co-ops, of course, um, and then uh, export their coffee themselves and, and get all of the added value and, and trade on a world market. And so we're connecting the farmers to the consumers in that way as well, or trying to at least. Right. That, so that that's all really great stuff. And I and I think um, some people might not know the connection between you know cutting down trees and making coffee so what so yeah and, and that's one of the things that surprised me coming to one of Derek's workshops um, is that I, I just didn't understand when you think of uh, cutting down the rainforest you, you don't see how your cup of coffee that you're picking up every morning at the 
regular coffee shop is really affecting those. Most definitely, right. most definitely, and it's it's definitely an issue that um, not a lot of people talk about. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sure of what the reasons are for that, but the word hasn't really gone around. I mean, coffee is a very complex a product, and a lot of people just don't know much about it in general. Um, but it is a very, very processed product. So once a coffee uh, cherry is picked off of the tree, uh, the coffee seeds inside. There's two seeds uh, inside each cherry, and uh, one if it's a pea berry. But normally it's two seeds, and uh, the uh, those are the coffee beans themselves. And so once the cherry is picked, the the cherry pulp has to be removed from the outside, and then there's a mucilage layer that has to be removed, and then there's a parchment, you know, and then it has to be dried, and it has to go to 12% moisture. So there is quite a few pros processing steps, the sorting, the grading, uh, and then there, and there's also the quality is affected all along the way. Um, and so that that drying to 12% moisture is is a is a big component that is is probably the most energy intensive process in the entire in the entire um, processing of coffee. And so uh, most coffee in South Central America is currently dried uh, for shipping in uh, large uh, mechanical drying facilities that are powered by burning wood uh, and so not a lot of people know that it's you know in, I think it was in 2013 or 2015 Costa Rica Coffee Institute declared it in, it, the solar drying of coffee or sorry the drying of coffee an environmental emergency uh, for the region um, because it's it's just creating such devastation uh, so we, we, we thought this is the most important um, issue to address in coffee sustainability in Latin America and Central America. And so this solar dryer is displacing all of that wood from being cut down. I think it's the, the most recent figure I have is three square centimeters of forest is destroyed for every cup of coffee we consume. And those numbers are just based on Central America and Latin America. And so this solar power dryer is trying to save all that wood. And, and it is doing that effectively. So Right. We can't keep going at this rate we can't keep everybody can't be drinking their their one or two cups of coffee every morning and in 10 15 20 years still having it precisely yeah so yeah. so this is one thing that's making a change now how many of these thing how many of these solar dryers would we need to be able to really i mean you got this is like a this is like a, a one-off right now, right? So it is, we're... but at the same time, it's got a huge capacity. So, I mean, I, I don't have all the numbers uh, off the top of my head, but I believe right now it's it can the solar dryer can currently dry uh, about three containers, and these are shipping containers uh, with with you know tons of beans on them. Um, so it can dry about three of those and and uh, do that. Per annually, but and that's with one tower. Uh, the solar energy um, kind of facility could do a lot more, and it's just kind of tacking on more towers, so it can easily do more. And then, it, then to have more coffee capacity, it's just about getting more farmers on board, and so that would be great. So the beauty of it is that it has the capacity to really scale up and very easily once you have the initial solar dryer there. It's just tacking on more towers, um, and to make an effect, yes, like it's it's already um, creating a huge effect in the region, and it's getting noticed by a lot of organizations um, and essentially what we would want is for as many solar dryers or as many wood burning dryers that are really really bad for the environment really energy intensive and and unclean we would want as many of those to be replaced by clean solar dryers as possible so so if somebody wants to support this type of thing when they come in to merchants whether they buy your roasted coffee your green coffee buy a cup of coffee 
um, at, right at the cafe, which is, I mean, you're just getting the greatest cup of coffee oh, that, that I've ever is, had. You can't get much better. And, right. and every purchase supports the program. And you, so it's almost right. like you're supporting a great cause and you're getting a great product out at the end. And so that's what we, for merchants, that's what we talk about is a sustainable supply chain, a truly sustainable supply chain. Not only factors in, you know, the environmental, the social, takes care of the producers, but also at the end, at the end of the supply chain, it has to give the, an absolutely great product to the consumer because at the end of the day the consumers are what really support the, the supply chain as well and, and a lot of people forget about that and it's more about you know just protecting the forests and you know making sure that the farmers are taken care of and yes that's true but it better be you know tasting great because that's then the model will just fail in the long run right well that and I served mean, at its best so that, no that i mean that is great so that so it's really grown in the last few years it keeps growing at, yeah, certainly. As as people are supporting, you know, the cafe and, and the green bean program here. Yeah, and as awareness goes out, as awareness goes not out, not only from us because we do we do quite a bit of promoting through our own channels about you know and uh, educating as well through our channels. But there is a more awareness, um, I think, just on a global scale and all the media um, because it is like coffee is threatened right now by climate change and it also contributes to climate change. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I think people are recognizing that if we, if they're starting to recognize that if we don't pay attention, yes, we will not have the quality of coffee that um, we have today. Uh, it will degrade, the quality will degrade and the amount of um, uh, habitats and, and places to grow that coffee will are, are disappearing. Uh, and so we won't have it. And also then the price of that will, go, will skyrocket. And so people are starting to recognize that how their actions and be, uh, affect that and how they you know ha have are a, a pretty important point where they could change that uh, if they can recognize it and so we always try to educate on that so when I see something like this and I think of the big coffee companies mostly the ones that are I guess in the grocery stores that type of thing that we don't even know who runs them or, or the back you know the company, the parent company of a parent company. Yeah, there's of a not parent. a lot of transparency in right. that supply chain, yeah. Right, so so that's a problem because if there's another, if we hear of other problems with the, with with companies or industries, they seem to get media, they seem to get the attention of, say, American companies or companies that have uh, their face mm -hmm. out there, whereas I think what the problem is, is coffee comes from a lot of underdeveloped company uh, countries yeah. and pe places where the farmers obviously don't have the resources to spread this kind of message so that's that's really what you guys are doing for the farmers and for the industry um, so this is as big a concern as you know organic food or the, you know the the the, the, um, the sort of oil, mm -hmm. gas, all, all that, gasoline, that type of thing, um, It's but it's not as prominent in the news. So yeah. <laughs> how, how do we, I guess, how do we tell people about this? Because, you know, if, if you want to drive a car, you have to buy gasoline, you, you, you know, if you you want coffee mm -hmm. um, coffee is one of those things that it's a bit of a luxury right we don't necessarily need it but we all want it so mm -hmm. we really have to do it in a way that fits with fits with how we want our world to be Definitely. Um, so, what, so what I'm trying to say I guess is that there's a lot of people out there I think that are trying to make a difference in their lives 
by you know not driving as much buying right reduce their carbon reduce their carbon footprint yeah but 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 they're still buying their coffee sort of wherever not realizing that coffee is is a huge part of that program problem yeah i think um, i mean i think that definitely it's it's an individual's responsibility to kind of um i guess be open enough and to keep searching for for kind of ways to improve their lives and to just think about all of their daily habits so coffee would eventually you know become one of them if you're drinking coffee every morning uh eventually you know as a as a conscious person and individual you would you would kind of be responsible for for thinking about it but yes i think it really helps large companies and and just people in general to become aware of something when they have a television it's on a television show you know like if we were to go on oprah would be great or something like that or, or get some really great exposure but um, I, I mean and, and that's something that we we don't have obviously we're not a giant company and, and if it happened it happened and be, would be great but we don't have super um, huge amount of control over that what the way that we kind of um, find it easy and and natural to kind of get people who maybe aren't kind of aware of their coffee drinking um, uh, habit and, and what effects it has uh, and how they can make it better is to just serve them the best cup they've ever had and so right. For us, it's it's about that um, face-to-face contact with the consumer, which we have at our cafe, Merchants of Green Coffee in the East End, and and uh, when we go out to farmers markets and events, we're we're able to reach the consumer directly. And through that, it's just it starts with just giving them the best cup that they like, brewing them the best cup, or selling them the best freshest beans that they've ever had before and then that makes them start to ask the question of um, you know why is this coffee better Uh, why does it taste so good your coffee is always kind of like you know at at this very high level whereas other coffees that I buy um, are up and down in quality or whatever or and it's the same with the green beans so you know consumers are typically not exposed to the green beans if they're not roasting their own coffee and a lot of people haven't even seen a green bean before or know that coffee is green before it's roasted and they get it um, and so when people see a green bean that really makes them start to ask the question of like well what is a green bean and where does it come from and oh really there's issues associated with that and oh wow and I'm affecting that and so I think it's just that that more um, educate, educated and, and better quality and the more care you put into that cup and the connection with the consumer and that like you know the, the connection with where they're buying or, or trying the coffee then leads to a greater awareness and that's something that merchants is a yes it's a for-profit company that's aiming to be sustainable via you know profits and, and a sustainable supply chain that's based on more of a triple bottom line style accounting um, but uh, yeah I mean it's it's just trying to be sustainable like I guess in that way and then also educate because education is something that fuels that understanding of what even our business model is and then and helps people understand how they can join into it oh that's perfect so that is all great I'm gonna link to anything that you can give me to link to on this post and but just tell us a little bit about where people can find out more and how people can follow you and and yeah I'd love to I love saying that um (laughs) definitely something that we've uh initiated at merchants uh quite recently is uh Saturday Saturday's merchants cafe is is 
basically on. Uh, and so from nine to five, we have somebody uh, positioned here at the front desk, the green bean desk, uh, where all the education component happens. And this person is here to kind of give demos on the roasting, to talk about green beans, to educate, or just to have come in and have conversations about coffee with. Um, and so that's, I would definitely recommend to come by on a Saturday if you're looking for that kind of um, greater MGC experience or deeper, I, I would say. Um, but then, yeah, anytime the cafe is open and the cafe and, uh, you know, bulk coffee, green coffee, roasted coffee is open for business. Um, and our website, merchantsofgreencoffee.com, always a work in progress because we are a small company. So some, some coffee can be bought on there and behind the scenes, I'm always working on trying to improve that and uh, make it really dynamic so that we can appeal to a, a, larger, a larger audience other than the local. Um, but then social media, we do quite a bit of education through our Instagram account, uh, through our Twitter, um, Merchants of Green Coffee. Uh, Twitter is at MGC Beans Inside, uh, and we do Instagram. So you can find out about all the things happening at Merchants and all updates via those as well. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for doing this.